the Cambridge Marketing Podcast with Kiran Kapoor. Brought to you by Cambridge Marketing College. See their range of courses and apprenticeships at marketingcollege.com. Hello and welcome. This week we are talking all things around apprenticeships. And I have been very brave and I'm handing over the interviewing chair to my colleague Charlotte Lestienne, who is the apprentice lead for the Cambridge Marketing College. Charlotte, over to you. Yes, thank you, Karen. So this week is the apprenticeship week. So for us, it is an opportunity for the it is an opportunity for the education and skills sector to celebrate the achievement of apprentices all around the country. And so that's why I wanted to interview you, Kevin. <laughs> so I wanted to interview you for three reasons. First, for once, I am the interviewer and you are the interviewee. <laughs> and I have to say it's a very nice feeling. <laughs> and I'm very pleased you accepted my little challenge. Second, we can discuss the apprenticeships through the lens of being a training provider of marketing uh, of apprenticeships, so Cambridge Marketing College, but also, and third, through the lens of an SME who hired two apprentices. So before we start, do you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> I am Karen Kapoor. I'm the CEO of the Cambridge Marketing College. And I was the mad fool that introduced apprenticeships uh, training to the college back in 2018. And we took our first apprentice on in the middle of 2018. And that was when apprenticeships changed. So um, most people still think of apprenticeships as being sort of something that hairdressers do or um, car mechanics do. But the sort of what's called the modern apprenticeships came in and they are for all sorts of skills um, including marketing and public relations. So that's when we went into training. Thank you. So can you tell us why apprenticeships are so important to a business? I think having skilled workforce is always really important to a business. There is that classic thing about the finance director saying to the CEO, you know, if um, uh, what happens if we train people and they leave, to which the response from the CEO is what happens if we don't train them and they don't leave. Um, having a skilled workforce, it, I mean, it's a, it's a government priority. It should also be a business priority. Um, you want people to be skilled, to understand their, their roles within the business. And apprenticeships is a really great way of instilling that because the training is as much on the job as it is off the job. So um, apprenticeships, say, take a marketing apprenticeship and we offer um, apprenticeships that exist at marketing assistant, marketing executive, marketing manager level. You can, so at a marketing assistant level, you're probably starting your marketing career. You will spend four days a week doing marketing, actually doing a job working for the company. And the equivalent of one day a week is spent learning. But the learning on the apprenticeship is so relevant to what you are doing in your job that the following week you will take that back into the workplace and be able to go, look, I know how to do this now. And the apprenticeships also, they encompass what's called knowledge, skills and behaviours, the famous KSBs. And if you think about the world of work, you, yes, you need knowledge. Um, so marketing, you need to know what a product is. You need to understand a product lifecycle and you need and so on. But you also there's a lot of skills and soft skills and behaviours that go around that. So an apprentice first starting 
doesn't know necessarily how you behave in a meeting, doesn't understand how you brief an agency. Um, they're not born with the knowledge of how you present yourself at work. All of these things have to be learnt. Presentation skills have to be learnt. And that's part of the apprenticeship training. And to me, that's one of the most exciting parts of the apprenticeship training is not just teaching the knowledge. It's teaching all those soft skills around it. And the word we keep getting back is confidence. Apprentices grow in confidence. Fantastic. So you are saying that uh, apprenticeship is a fantastic way for employers to develop their workforce. It is, yes. And now, with the hat of uh, being the CEO of SME, who decided to recruit two apprentices last year, mm -hmm. can you tell us about your journey? So we, um, we're not a particularly um, huge team. I mean, we were, we were 10, I think, at the point we brought the apprentices on, so that brought us up to 12. It was a way of, I, I had roles that I wanted to fill. They both came around slightly differently, but essentially we had roles that we wanted to fill. Um, you were very, very keen, I remember, uh, that mm. we should have apprentices because as an apprentice training provider, you think it, thought it was very important that we should have apprentices. So then as a journey for a small business, you're thinking, right, what role can I create that will fit um, with... Um, with what I need. So one of our apprentices is a content creator apprentice. Um, and what I wanted was somebody who was um, more of the age of our, uh, of our younger students, was able to think the way they think, um, was able to create content in a sort of more modern style. Um, and we went through the recruitment process is exactly the same in case people wonder. You do go through a perfectly normal recruitment process for an apprentice. You still advertise the role. You still do the interviews. You, you still check the CVs and, and all of that. Um, you just have to remember that particularly for the, that role where we were recruiting um, somebody in very early stage career, as if you were recruiting any other role, somebody in early stage career may not know exactly what's expected of them at interview. They may not have relevant work experience. So you're, as you would with interviewing anybody at that age, you are looking for outside experience that they've got. And what we found was that the, those that applied for apprentices were particularly keen on the apprenticeship training. We had one or two that were clearly hadn't really grasped what the apprenticeship training was, but we did feel that there was a, a spark around those that applied, that they were keen for that additional training. They were keen for that additional knowledge. They may not fully understood what it was, but they understood that it was going to help them. Um, and of course, the, the other part about apprenticeships, which is an SME and any employer is really important at the moment, is it keeps your staff um, sticky staff is the, is the phrase that HR seems to use now. Um, Post-pandemic and with the changes going on in the workplace, a lot of people are moving roles more quickly. They come to you for an apprenticeship, they sign up for an apprenticeship, which will be a minimum of a year and usually a bit longer. Now, they can leave in that time, but think they've got an incentive to want to stay. And stickiness does seem to be quite an issue for SMEs. So... A good experience, I would say. Very much so. You do have to remember that they are their training time is ring-fenced. It's very, very easy, and I am a training provider, so I should know better. Our apprentice, our content creator apprentice, has a Tuesday afternoon and a Thursday afternoon to study. It's very easy on a Tuesday morning to go, oh, great, I've just booked you in for a meeting in, at three o'clock this afternoon. And you always have to stop and go, hang on a second, can we either, I'll let you off the meeting, 
I'll catch you up afterwards or can we renegotiate your study hours? I'll let you go early this morning or take this morning or do Wednesday morning. But you've got to keep that. Um, you've got to keep reminding yourself that there is ring fenced time in their diary and it is not up to you to put something across it. Yeah, you need to be aware of that. Mm. But and what are you the most proud of regarding the two apprentices who started with us? Um, we have two, as I said, we've got one content creator and one doing a learning and development apprenticeship, um, both doing level threes. Um, it is their confidence. You watch two people arriving, both independently, and I, and, and I think you could say this about any young apprentice. They do arrive um, with, they need polish. You know, of course they do. They're just starting in the mm -hmm. world of work. They've, there's so much to learn, as I've said, you know, everything from presenting yourself to sitting in a meeting, contributing to a meeting. Um, and so watching their, their skills grow, their confidence growing in asking questions as they realize that they know more than they think they do and what I particularly love is when they have studied something um, on their study afternoon that has sparked and then they come back in the following day and they're they're wanting to tell you about it and that I think that's as a teacher I know that's when the learning's worked and as an employer that's when they're going oh I know about this because I've just studied this or can we do this or can I try that? Can I tell you about? Can I do a presentation to the team? That's a fantastic feeling. Uh, so now, Karen, uh, with the hat of the Cambridge of uh, being the CEO of Cambridge Marketing College, the training provider, can you tell us how apprenticeships can help to provide skills for life? So for more marketing point of view, yes. Um, well, I've already indicated that there are um, there are marketing apprenticeships at different levels. So um, apprenticeships generally can go from a level one or two right up to a, a level seven. And for anybody who doesn't speak apprentice lingo, which would be fair enough, a level one or two would be something like GCSE, roughly equivalent level. A level three is roughly equivalent to an A level. Um, and a level seven is right up to a sort of master's degree level. Um, that is approximate, but that's sort of, the, if you were thinking academically, that's where they would sit. Um, so from a marketing perspective, there is a definite career path that you could go through. You could start at level three as a marketing assistant. You could take the level four as a marketing executive. You could then go on to the level six as a marketing manager. Um, and we are starting to see apprentices doing just that. Um, and I, a friend of mine that teaches accountancy um, uh, apprenticeships, they definitely see and encourage that you go from the beginning level right up to being a chartered accountant and step by step people people grow through that. Mm. Um, I think the other thing to remember is apprenticeships aren't just for young people. I've, I've talked a lot about the fact that we have two young apprentices and we do early careers, but actually our oldest apprentice is in mid 50s. Um, you know, apprentices can be at any age. It's brilliant for returners to work. I wish in a way it wasn't called apprenticeships because if you're returning to work or you're changing careers, mid-career or later career, um, you sometimes sort of feel a bit embarrassed about being labelled as an apprentice because that sounds like something that very young people do. But actually, it's a fantastic way to come back into the world of work. Mm. Um, it revives those skills and behaviours that maybe perhaps have got a bit rusty or if you're transferring skills from a different 
a different industry, um, you can, again, you can just sort of polish them up and see how these things are done within marketing as opposed to the industry that perhaps you came from. There is so much good stuff around the knowledge, skills and behaviours with a with an apprenticeship. Um, and it does provide those, because it does the soft skills and so often the soft skills are the transferable skills. Um, but also some of the technical skills. I was at, I had a conference, um, it was called A Day with Ofsted last week. Yeah. And one of the Ofsted inspectors was talking and he said his um, job now was very much crunching data and looking at educational data. But he'd actually started his working career um, milking cows and working in a dairy where he was crunching data, looking at milk yields and feed um, feed requirements. And so the, the, the skills are transferable. Um, you wouldn't yeah. automatically assume that, but they are transferable. Yeah, it's very good. And I know you have a lot of contact with the apprentices and you still teach apprentices. Mm -hmm. So can you give us some examples of very of positive impacts you are very you are very proud of with the apprentices you you are very much in contact? Uh, yes, I teach five apprentices at the moment, all on the, the level six marketing manager. I think people would expect me to go for the the sort of the the big things. I mean, two apprentices went from a um, being apprentices to going on to the graduate scheme at their pharmaceutical company. First time ever apprentices had been allowed to go on to what is a highly regarded graduate um, training scheme. And um, both of them were, were ones I'd tutored and I couldn't be more proud of them. But actually, sometimes it's the smaller things. Um, I've got one apprentice who was very, very nervous about report writing um, for lots and lots of reasons. But report writing was one of those big blocks. Um, and the first time that particular apprentice wrote a report for me in a perfectly standard report format, the, the report format that their organisation required, not an academic report format, the pride that they had in that was was lovely and I think most teachers will tell you it's actually often the little things that you get so proud of but there was something that she could take back to her organization and say I've written this report on something to do with with um, uh, products I think it was but the important thing was that she was proud of it um, and as I said when when the apprentices get fired up by something that's the bit that you become proud of and for a lot of marketing apprentices often the things they're most scared of with things like presentations well marketing people have to present it's it's just it's most organizations now have to present but in marketing you definitely have to present so getting them getting coaching someone from a stage when they can be almost you know presentations will bring them even the thought of it will bring them out in hives to a stage maybe 18 months later where they can actually do a presentation internally to their team and doing it to peers is quite hard. Those are the moments of pride that I have. And then you know you've got somebody who's got transferable skills because once they've done that once, they can do it again. And that's a skill for life. Yeah, I think it's very good because I'm very pleased with your answer because this is the apprenticeship week and we need to celebrate the all the success. It can be small success or big success. It's always a success. Yes. So thank you very much. Do you have any other recommendations for people who are listening to us? I think there's two recommendations um, for two different things. So if you are an employer and you're thinking, actually, maybe I should explore apprenticeships, please do. 
You know, there are apprenticeships in, I've forgotten how many hundreds of standards, but there are, the number of standards is in the hundreds, if not the low thousands now. Um, they are, the standard is the syllabus that we teach. It covers the knowledge, skills and behaviours. They're put together by employer groups. So it's not some academic sitting on an ivory cloud deciding what people that do accountancy or marketing need to know. It's put together by an employer group saying, these are the things we want to see. <clears throat> and one of the big things we're seeing coming through at the moment is the request from employers to teach resilience. So the there is so much good um, practical business related knowledge, skills and behaviours within those standards that the, your apprentices will learn. Please do go and explore um, the Institute for um, there is a government website, just um, Google um, apprenticeship standards and the government website will come up and it will give you all the standards that are relevant to you. If you're an apprentice and you're interested, um, you need to find an employer. So start with finding the job and then the employer will choose who your training provider is. But you have to, for an apprenticeship, you have to have two things. You have to have a training provider and you have to have an, a, a job with an employer. And it has to be a real job with a real um, work that you have to do and you get paid for it, which is lovely. So mm -hmm. start by looking for the uh, for the job role first. And again, there is a government website called Find an Apprenticeship. Um, and any of the um, online um, job advert places, indeed.co.uk is one of the ones that we see most often. Employers will advertise that they're looking for apprentices. So start with that, but go for it because I think it is, um, it, it's the opportunity to um, earn while you learn and also the opportunity to um, learn on the job as well as off the job. Yes, thank you very much, Karen. And maybe the last thing to say, if you can start with the level three and go to the level four and go to the level six, it's uh, you can progress with your apprenticeship as much mm -hmm. as you want. So thank you very much, Karen. Charlotte, I'm going to twist it back on you now because you've put me in the hot seat. So one last <laughs> question to you. What questions do employers ask you most? Because you deal with a lot of employers when they phone the college. I think it is, how can we have the best experience with a training provider. And I always say the best experience is the best partnership between the provider, the organization, and also the EPA organization. So the EPA organization is the organization who, because we can't assess our own apprenticeship, we have to, to partner with another uh, organization. And it's the, the uh, partnership between these three which can give the best experience to the apprentice. And it's what we are looking for. I think that's a brilliant piece of advice to finish on. Yes, it is a partnership. Okay, thank you very much. I'm very pleased with my experience to interview you and uh, have a lovely day. <laughs> thank you very much, Charlotte. The Cambridge Marketing Podcast from Cambridge Marketing College, training marketing and PR professionals across the globe.